and welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I am Clayton Langelzigic. And I'm Derek Neighbors. And today we're going to be talking about uh, presents. So Santa Claus, he brings you presents on, on Christmas time. You know, we're talking about presents, uh, like physical presents or remote presents, or kind of how do you indicate presents. Um, you know, I think, Derek, you, you've got a team with, um, with some people that are in an office and some remote people sometimes, and um, I work in an environment with... Uh, with all remote people and actually some sometimes some of those people are together with other people and sometimes they're not and, and kind of just discussing what it's like uh, so what are what are some things that you've noticed or maybe some issues you've had lately yeah so a, a good one that came up uh this last uh sprint that i saw that i think was interesting and i think the problems of presence are different um the problems of presence exist regardless of what your setup is, whether everybody's all local or some are right. right? But I, I think you get different problems with different makeups, right? So in this case, um, we've got a couple of people that are remote in different locations, and then uh, the majority of the team is in a single physical location. And so we get in this really interesting pattern sometimes. Uh, we do pair programming, um, and we get in this interesting pattern where all the pairs, when they happen to all be in the office, so everybody who picks a pair ends up picking somebody else in the office. Okay. And then the, the two folks that are remote end up pairing with each other remotely. And it, it creates this interesting dynamic because we've tried telepresence multiple times, you know, permanent telepresence to where, you know, everybody can viewport into everywhere else. And for, okay. for whatever reason, it is never like people don't turn it on it just i mean so we have that it it, it work it's there it's available people just don't use it so we had an example where um uh and we use slack or you know communicate like a chat tool and a lot of communication tends to happen there we had an instance where we're trying some new design process some more kind of lean startup thinking and involving product and stakeholders and developers and so we, we i had a pair working in the office uh, with a product with stakeholders and like awesome stuff was happening like great conversation was happening like super high collaboration right and but everybody was around a single computer doing like design changes and giving feedback in real time and it was great but what happened is the two remote people didn't see anything nobody was available in the chat tool so there was no presence there and this went on for almost a half day so super high productivity, huge collaboration, like all sorts of stuff. Because it was a lot of it was more design. Uh, people weren't checking stuff in regularly. I mean, you know, committing, you know, pushing, sure. pushing to master. Okay. Right. So, so if you were not physically in the building, it would be very easy to think, "Wow, the pair in the office has disappeared." You know, <laughs> the, the, they, they've been eaten yeah. by dragons. They're not doing anything. They're not talking about anything. And furthermore, we have questions, and we're trying to, uh, you know, get our questions answered, and nobody's answering our questions. It's almost like nobody's in the office, like WTF, okay. right? And so then that devolved into a, a question that was asked, which was kind of, you know, hey, if you guys are going over, um, uh, you know, the anticipated amount of time it takes, would you, you guys should really be asking for help, right? And so that was taken as, like, WTF, like, how dare you, you know, assume that this is taking longer just but you know in and so then some empathy loss happened right so i think the people locally were feeling very accused of like not working not doing you know their job when in reality they were doing some really awesome stuff and they were getting great feedback from the top of the organization everything else and so i think that's kind of this lack of presence right i think if 
if people would have been in the telepresence room or if they would have been in a physical room, they, they would have clearly seen all of the conversation happening, everything happening, and there wouldn't have been any of that, like, hey, guys, what's going on? How come you, you're not doing anything? Right? And I think it tends to also go the other way is uh, sometimes when the two remote people, um, if they're pairing together and everybody in the office is local, if they get into a similar situation where they're kind of cranking as a pair and a couple hours go by, they've not committed anything, they're not saying anything, people are like, well, I don't know, maybe they all went to lunch, right? You know, they're not right. responding to, to you know, my questions, right? And so I think that's a, a real issue that causes a lot of problems on teams. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I had a situation recently where, um, you know, I was trying to help someone kind of move forward past this problem they were having. And they had asked me for help um, with getting in touch with or kind of making some communication happen and help them do, do that with someone else. And this was towards the end of the day. So this person is on the East Coast. So, you know, I'm looking at the time and I'm kind of thinking, okay, this is kind of past the normal work day. They're obviously kind of frustrated trying to get this done. And, uh, you know, I, I, I went for the obvious answer of, hey, you know, have you considered talking to, you know, have you just talked to Derek? Like, I think, I think Derek has the answer. Have you talked to them? And, and their response back was, no, I haven't. I haven't talked. Their, their status has been away all day long. And so I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, the, the hang up here was this. And I think their, their hang up was uh, this person had indicated with their, the, their one means of indicating their presence that they were gone. And, and that was enough of a barrier to prevent any communication from happening. And so I, I sent the person the message, hey, you there? What's up? And they said, oh, yeah, what's going on? I said, hey, you know, did you know that your status is away? Oh, whoops. Like, I guess I said it to that and I forgot to turn it off or whatever. And, and I, I started kind of putting things together. And there have been a bunch of instances where, you know, I had probably forgot to put, change my status or even when my status was showing is available or whatever the case was where people would send me these you know, instant messages that would say, Hey, are you there? And I thought that was so weird at the, at the beginning. And I kind of was piecing things together and it's like, okay, this is obviously a pretty common problem. You know, when you only have one way to indicate presence, which is your, you know, little light bulb that's right. green, red, or yellow, uh, it, you make it pretty difficult on everybody else. And, and, you know, so I thought that was a, a good example of even when people are present, or ha- are having, you know, they they think they're having presence, they they don't, you know, and it's right. it's, not, it's hard to indicate that to other people. Yeah, and and, and so I mean, I th- I think uh, what we're kind of talking about there is the equivalent of physical presence, right? So if we're yes. in the same room, I know if you're in the room, or if I know you're not in the room, the minute that you start to get some folks that are remote, not physically in the room, you start to default to uh, digital tools to, to to do that, which can be very faulty because it's you know. You can't see somebody necessarily come in and out and, and whatnot, right? So, and, and then I think that the second part of that is uh, presence, which is more uh, like closeness, right? I mean, I think if you looked at the okay. core protocols, or uh, uh, you'd be talking more around uh, like head gap, right? And so one of the other things I tend to see is even when people are there in presence, in, they're in present, um, the amount of communication that tends to happen makes a huge difference. So we had had in a, a previous sprint, we had a kind of a, a, a decent start um, to the sprint, and then it kind of fell to crap. And then uh, the last two days went really awesome. And in retrospective, everybody was talking about, you know, I don't know what was different, but it was, you know, like the energy was different. The thing, and, and it was very clear that on that Thursday and Friday, somebody kind of observing the team 
that they were talking a lot more, right? So even remote, I mean, you know, there was like basically nonstop communication in uh, the digital tools. They were on telepresence way more often, right? They were, they between pairs, they were communicating very well. And so a lot of that was they were swarming on something, right? And so a lot of times when we coach, a lot of times what I will say is one of the best things you can do is do a, uh, a whip limit of some kind that forces you to have, you know, no, no more than, you know, shrink it so that multiple people on the team have to be working on the same exact thing. Right. And usually it's like, well, we can't do that because it's too hard. We step on each other's toes and blah, blah, all these all excuses, excuses, right? Yeah. And, and we can't do anything. But what, what I find is that, that that is that is an activity that forces presence, right? Because all of those things that are negatives, well, you know, that sucks because when I commit, then, you know, Clayton committed and then we have merged conflicts. And it's like, oh, so you, mean, you need to commit more often, right? And we don't think about it, but committing is a form of communication, right? So, yep. you know, like like the, the problem that we had is, hey, it's been hours and nobody's committed anything, so we don't think any work's being done. Whereas if, hey, we, they, that was being committed every five minutes, hey, we know you're there, even though we're not necessarily talking to you, we see activity. And so I, I think that is uh, something that is interesting to me is when people swarm that are forced to communicate at a different level than when they're working on their own things, right? Yes. And yeah. so um, one of the things I'm trying to do now is try to get the team to start to say, hey, don't let as much work and process happen and force yourself as much as possible. And so this week is an, a good example, or this sprint is a great example of they took a, a fairly large story and say, we want to tackle this story kind of first, which has forced them all to communicate. And I think the energy has been super high and they're getting really good results. It'll be interesting to see when they go to deal with the three or four smaller stories once this is done, whether that falls apart or whether that energy stays. Yeah, you know, there were a couple of people who recently joined my team uh, that were both new, kind of started the same day, basically. And, uh, you know, and that was my first inclination was, hey, let's, you know, you guys need to work on this one thing. And I think they were expecting, uh, based on their experience um, and maybe what they had kind of observed, that they would be assigned, you know, a list of tasks for each to work on individually. Um, you know, and, and just that experience of, of them having to work on that one thing together, they... They, they stumbled upon a lot of questions, you know, of, um, hey, is there any other way we can do, like, chat instead of doing, like, a group IM? Oh, actually, as a matter of fact, we have this chat. You can go use, oh, you don't have an account? Let me sign that up for you. And there were a bunch of things like that where I think they, had they gone off on their own, um, which is actually the experience of some other people on the team that were also new, kind of going off on their own, the there was a bunch of learning and and things they were discovering on their own as individuals on the other side that I think could have been done in a much shorter period of time and to much better benefit, like greater benefits of the whole group. Um, and, and so I think trying to, I don't say optimize, but you made your point about whip limits, you know, right. making it so you may be using some process to, to kind of enforce that. Um, you know, I think it's a great way to kind of get to the, uh, the presence that you're talking about. That's not necessarily physical, excuse me, physical. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, from a maybe more pragmatic perspective or, you know, I would suppose there's probably a lot of people uh, that listen that that are in a similar situation as you where you have some distributed people or maybe sometimes they're distributed, whatever. But I'm trying to think maybe from a pragmatic perspective, uh, what are some things that you've seen that that have maybe been working successfully in terms of indicating presence from like a physical perspective um, and, and then also maybe building more of the... Uh, emotional presence or however you want to describe it. Yeah, so I, I think uh, certainly some things I think that have worked well for us um, 
one is you know pairing right yeah. and so that that kind of encourages uh, you know, remote people to be connected to somebody, right? And so what I find is when somebody from this remote is connected to the office and somebody else is connected remote to the office, if, if every pair has at least one one of the pairs in the office, things tend to be very connected because conversations are overheard that are happening outside in okay. in presence, like physical presence is very easy because it'll be like, you know, hey, Steve isn't responding in Slack and I know you're pairing with Steve, I can say, hey, Clayton, can you ask Steve X, Y, Z when you guys get to a stopping point, right? Like, I don't know, whereas if we're not pairing, it could be, I don't know where the hell Steve is. He's not, you know, his away message is set, so clearly he's not responding to me because he's off playing golf right now or something, yeah, right? Okay. Um, so that, that has been a big one. And then the other thing that the pairs have started to do um, is say, like, when you take a task off the, the physical or the... So we maintain a physical board and a digital board, and, and it, some you know the team just keeps those up to date, um, reasonably up to date between the two. Um, but one of the things they've committed to do is, hey, when you take off a new unit of work, when you take off a new story, a new task, a new whatever, basically put that out, right? Because they were having a lot of problems where you know, hey, I, I got something done with something, and I went and grabbed a new thing, and I didn't update, and I didn't tell anybody, and then. Five minutes later, you did the same thing, and then we figure out an hour later that shit. We've just both been doing the same task. Yeah. Right. And so they, so that is part of it. Is they do a pretty good job of saying, "Hey, you know, Clayton and I are working on blah blah blah," right? And then that allows people the ability to say, "Oh, when we just grabbed that, hold on," or you know, "Hey, we just made this change over here," right? So it it kind of forces that. Uh, it's a cue to basically let conversation happen. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, thanks. See you next week. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.